welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that probably is going to have its Christmas tree up for six more weeks after you listen to this, depending on when or the groundhog fucks Tawny Phil comes out the ground. And you say <laughs> six more weeks of Christmas tree. And I'll be like, but it's like literally dry. All the needles are falling off. And Phil be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess my house is going to set on fire. Well, okay. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Can you tell that I plan these? Because I don't. Part <laughs> <laughs> of their magic. That's part of their magic. Well, it's funny because I took my Christmas decorations down like two days after Christmas. I sent Steph a meme, or it wasn't a meme, it was a tweet about somebody being like, if you're reading this, your Christmas tree should be down already. And she just sent me back an angry face. (laughs) (laughs) I, okay, personally, personally, I don't care. First of all, if it brings you joy, you do you. It's not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't think it's too late to take your Christmas tree down until at least after January 6th. I'm not a religious person. However, the Christmas story in the Bible doesn't end until January 6th. And that's also the 12 days of Christmas ends Mm -hmm. on January 6th. So in my head, Christmas doesn't really have to end until then if you don't want it to. Um, So it's not late until after that. And again, keep it up till March. I don't fucking care. Do you. Just mm-hmm. decorate it all year round with different things. I don't care. I mean, if you have a live one, which you do, you know, it's not really going to last that long. Right. Um, so that's part of the problem. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. I just was like getting my house clean and I just I just wanted it gone. I just I don't know. This Christmas didn't feel very Christmassy to me for a variety of reasons that we don't need to get into. So <laughs> So yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like taking it down. So I'm going to go with that feeling. I don't know about you, but this tree is way too old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yep. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah, you do you, whatever. Mm -hmm. So um... we'll take it down when she takes it down. No, Steph. Uh, so, so Steph will never take it down. I will be the one taking it down. It will be me and only me. Well, she'll take the decorations off, but I'll be the one responsible for hauling yeah. the house. I do know that, like, we may have waited too long in the past, and thus were rewarded with just pine needles everywhere for six months. So, uh, yeah. that that is that is something that is is both of our fault yeah. for sure. But uh, I'm actually going to lead off our "Hey, how was your week?" this uh, this time around, if that's okay with you. Go for uh, it, because I have an announcement. Oh so, my! Um, the so th- it's sort of a good news, bad news thing. So the good news kind of needs to come last for the bad news to make sense. If that you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bad news is is that Fateful Encounters is no longer a thing. Fateful Encounters has gone the way of the dinosaur, unfortunately. The the team has essentially split. And the team that was doing like the Curse of Strahd and and the former DM for the Fateful Encounter or for the Fate's Fortune, which was the Monday show, have all come together to become playotic games. That is like chaotic, but the word play. So it's kind of a portmanteau of play and chaotic. 
So they will be doing their own thing. And the team that was the Monday show is now Faye Wild and Out. So uh, Faye being F-E-Y, not F-A-Y. And so we will also be doing our own thing and starting later this month. So, uh, you know, I'll leave Playotic Games there. Won't, you know, I won't say too much about what happened, but uh, just know that the teams have kind of split. Just creative differences, whatever you want to call it. The good news is, of course, that Faye Wild and Out is a thing. I will be... On that, uh, starting later this month, because I have Mondays off from rehearsal, so I'll get Mm -hmm. to still be doing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll leave a link in the description for the Twitch channel and the Twitter and the Instagram. So if you are like, hey, I was following Fateful Encounters and it's now something else, that is is why. (laughs) So feel free to go ahead and follow Faye Wilden out. If you are interested in in seeing what me and the rest of the people on the Monday show are going to get up to. So that's going to be an interesting thing. And Mm -hmm. um, the other thing about, you know, what's going on with me is that rehearsals are in full swing. We open in approximately 18 days as of this recording. So that's a little bit daunting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's an exciting daunting because the show, everyone that is in the show is great. The directors are great. The stage management is all great. The actors are all great. I have nothing but nice things to say about everybody involved with the process. They're keeping us safe via COVID protocols and all that good stuff. So that is neat. And then the other thing that's going on is not happened yet, but y'all, we're going to do another, like, we're, we're, we're going to have another situation where Amelia and I are going to be in the same place at the same time. Woo! I'll let Amelia talk more about that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a plan, weather pending, Mm -hmm. job search pending, of course. But yeah, for for me to to go visit y'all in in the great state of Wisconsin and... uh, Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) You said it, not me. (laughs) So yeah, at the end of at the end of January, so... We will see. I have put together a schedule of, of future episodes and did not take that into account. So we'll see what I put for that week. <laughs> mm-hmm. There may yeah. there may be an episode in which we are live, but that's going to depend on weather. It's going to depend on, you know, how busy yeah. we are because like mm-hmm. Amelia is is coming to kind of just uh, hang out with us and also potentially see the show that I'm in potentially mm-hmm. so like if we don't have the time to do a live show and by live we mean like in the same space not like you know, live <laughs> not live for you <laughs> not like not yeah live for us yeah. um, then great otherwise we, you know we'll, we'll kind of just see what happens so yep 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 so but that's exciting something to look forward to yeah otherwise how have I been in the, the last few weeks okay I've been okay since we last spoke, I went to Disney World, which was yeah. Tell me all about it. Super so fun, jealous. super fun. Um, we were there for five days, uh, three days in the parks and stuff, and we stayed at a resort on property, as they say, which never done that before. So that was really cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't know what to say about it so much just like we just had a really fun time and I've never felt so old in my entire life because we <laughs> walked so much that by the okay. end of each day I was like I'm dying. Oh no. 
<laughs> yeah. We we walked approximately uh like 12ish miles a day. Um so that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But but it was super fun, super worth it. Just made me realize I maybe need different shoes and or to get off the couch. Um <laughs> since I was averaging about 3000 steps a day prior to going on the trip and then all of a sudden having to do 20 25. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, I had lots of fun, spent a lot of time in Magic Kingdom, but ended up going to all four parks, which is Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. So yeah, that was, it was super fun. The second day in the parks was rainy as shit. So that Mm. was... Not the best, but we we made it work. We brought our ponchos. We knew what was up. We'd been there in the rain before. So the key is to get those ponchos on before you get really wet because putting mm-hmm. them on over a soaked body is real not fun. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it was still really fun. We went to Epcot that day, which there's a lot of like inside stuff at Epcot mm-hmm. and and yeah, it was, it was just really, it was just a really fun time. I hadn't been to Epcot before. I'd only ever been to Magic Kingdom and briefly Animal Kingdom before. So that was really cool. The, every park had a giant Christmas tree at the front of the parks and those are really cool to take pictures with. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and just being at a resort on the property, like there's so much you can do there that we were like, you could have a whole vacation just staying at one of these resorts that that we stayed at one of the quote unquote value resorts. Oh, okay. um, so a lot of families stay at those, but they had three pools and most of the resorts have movie nights. And I was really tempted to talk Leah, my friend Leah, into staying to watch Muppet Christmas Carol one night at mm, the at the hotel. Cute. But we were like, no, we can do that at home. We came here to go to the parks and like, you know, but yeah, there was just like tons of activities for kids and for everybody. And it was just, yeah, it was like you could make a whole vacation out of this and I was like you know if we do this again maybe we go for like a whole week but we still only do like three days at the parks but we spend mm-hmm. like a day at a park and then a day at the resort and then a day at a park <laughs> but but yeah that was really fun I'm trying to think of any like real highlights I I would say both Epcot and Magic Kingdom had like fireworks light shows in the evenings and mm-hmm. we went to both of those and then Animal Kingdom had sort of a light show kind of smaller light show thing that we went to one day the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom was so cool they like projected all this stuff up onto the castle and then mm-hmm. fireworks were going off and there was music and all this stuff and I don't know the whole theme was like there's magic inside of you and, and all this stuff and of course it's cheesy but like I don't know it really got me <laughs> I was like almost crying I was like so beautiful <laughs> oh Amelia <laughs> yeah it was it was really cool and then yeah the one at, at Epcot was really cool too we also saw a show at 
at the animal kingdom with kites it was like these giant like kites and inflatables and these people would get on like jet skis and like drive around this lake like with these giant kites waving around and it was like so impressive I when Leah was like we should go to this kite show I was like okay (laughs) but it was so cool and it was Lion King themed so it was just mainly like playing music and then these kites going around but it it looked really cool and just like these guys strapped to the like somebody driving the jet ski and then another person like strapped to the back of this jet ski like holding these giant kites and it's just Mm -hmm. like damn man like the amount of work and effort that goes into that yeah but yeah it was it was super fun we had a really good time and came back and had Christmas with my parents. We don't really do a whole lot for Christmas anymore, but just just be together, have a meal, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, New Year's also was super chill. Just hung out with friend of the podcast, Amber. Yeah. Um, watched some Betty White content, RIP Betty White. And <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was a hard one. That was a hard one to swallow, but you know what? Good for her. She looked at 2022 and was like, I, I don't want to mm. do this again. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm uh, out. I, I saw somebody did a cartoon of Betty White just like surrounded with a bunch of like dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it says something about you if people say that you died too soon at 99. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like what a life you lived if people say you died too soon at 99. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen that. I think that same cartoon also and, and people being like, just like, imagine being greeted by by all those animals that she helped save and rescue and, mm-hmm. and stuff because she was a big advocate for animals. So that was yeah, that was really beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, what a way to end the year. But uh, but yeah, what a what an icon. So yeah, that's, that's kind of me over the last two weeks I guess not to be morbid but I'm genuinely curious like do you think that that says something that more about 2021 or about 2022 regarding her passing does that make sense like yeah I don't want to make light of her of her passing obviously I'm I'm equally like but it's like is it is it like she was like nah fuck 2022 I don't want to do that or like is it like just another way that 2021 was bad you know yeah like yeah it's kind of a right thing to think about um, for people who like believe in that kind of stuff right no I you know I haven't really I mean like I said I made a joke about like oh saw 2022 coming and was like no thanks mm-hmm. um but I've seen so many tweets and stuff that are like you know she she called up death and was like, you're going to take me to the the person in charge. Cause I have some words for them and that, <laughs> and that she's not dead really, but just like needed to speak to the man upstairs, quote unquote. So, you know, I, and lots of jokes about like, you know, her, her comedic timing was always great. And, you know, what does that say about her timing of dying on, on Christmas or Christmas? That's good. New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like believe in that stuff I think the the jokes and whatever are funny Mm -hmm. um and I do think that you do have some control you know that I I think there is something to be said for like a will to live 
And that, you know, those stories of like, oh, somebody's wife died and then they die shortly after because they just kind of give up because they don't want to be without that person. Like, I, I do believe in that, that kind of stuff of like, there is something to be said for having a will to live and keeping yourself going. So, you know, it's hard to say, it's hard to say what happened, but you know what, like just going not being sick, but just being old and just falling asleep and passing away. sounds like the best way to go. So you know what, like whatever it says about the year or the time or her life, you know what? She had lived a great long life and, you know, we all need rest at some point. True. So, so yeah. So in a bit more positive news, I, I don't know if you noticed or saw this, but apparently there's been some weird interactions. And I, I say this in a good way, weird interactions between Twitch, like the company Twitch uh-huh. and noted chef Gordon Ramsay. What? <laughs> so apparently on, uh, I, I want to say it was on Next Level Chef. I, 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 I like, I just noticed this like right before we started and I was like, oh, I have to, I have to bring this up. So I haven't gotten to watch the clip, but apparently there was a bit in which Gordon Ramsay says, what the fuck is Twitch? And someone was like, everyone watching from, cause apparently this was streaming on Twitch and everyone oh, okay. that was watching on Twitch was like frown face. Yeah. And so <laughs> And so Gordon Ramsay changed his Twitter bio to say always near food uh, ellipsis doesn't know what Twitch is. <laughs> and then Twitch changed their bio on Twitter to say Gordon Ramsay scrambled egg recipe stan account. <laughs> I love that kind of shit. I love it when two entities like come together or fight or fake fight or whatever on the internet yeah yeah because it is just fucking hilarious like of course Gordon Ramsay doesn't know what twitch is I'm not surprised by that at all Um, and so for them to just like make it into a joke is hilarious Mm -hmm. um that makes me think of the it makes the recent thing about you know the woman that that way burned her pie and blamed marie calendar marie calendar yeah, 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 yeah and then marie calendar was like you know what everybody like it like people make mistakes let's all be nice to each other and like all this shit and i was just like way to go marie calendars like, you could have been so wrong right but you chose you chose the you chose the right side of things. Yep, you chose the positive angle and i am here for it which like um, yeah. some would say that that's like the Wendy's syndrome because Wendy's social media managers have been so good in the past, like mm-hmm. both in positive and negative. Like even mm-hmm. when they're roasting people, they're still good. Yeah. But so like some of it is like it, y- y- you kind of have to give kudos to Wendy's for having, uh, you know, allowing their social media people to be savages on the internet. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't, I, cause I feel like, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that there were other companies that were doing this before, right. but you've seen this situation now mm-hmm. where companies act less like companies right at least from a social media perspective right and act more like people mm-hmm. which like for better or for worse because sometimes right. it's like oh you're trying too hard to be like how do you do fellow kids and sometimes it's like you know, okay well no actually this is good so never mind wasn't it like there was was it like m&ms or something I, don't quote me on that because i'm not trying to throw m&ms under the bus or whatever uh-huh. it was but wasn't there like 
some candy or snack company or something that like tweeted about like Veterans Day or Pearl Harbor or some shit. And it was just like, this is the most awkward thing ever. Like, let's honor these dead people and go buy some Triscuits. Like, it just was so... (laughs) It was so bizarre. So like, that's... That it, it, it can honor go. some dead people and buy some triscuits, <laughs> jinkies. Put that on a uh, shirt. Jinkies. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't do no, that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't don't don't. Super don't. Super don't. Yeah, but you know, like it can go really wrong. But then there was one time where some company tweeted something like, you know, what, like what could be a tagline for your business, but also be something you say in bed or something like that. Yeah. I think Netflix participated in a bunch. Yeah. Of and a bunch you know. of companies came up with the best stuff and it was mm-hmm. so funny. Now um, I will say this to be clear. Uh, a lot of these people that are running the social media managers should have more power in the company. Mm-hmm. Like obviously like they can't because of sure. capitalism, but like, I want to make it clear that I'm talking about these companies in their social media presence only and uh-huh. not the people that make the decisions behind the scenes. Cause I'm sure a lot of the people that make the decisions behind the scenes could give a fuck less like about yeah. like actual human rights and being quote unquote right. funny for the lulls. Like they right. just know that that brings more attention to their brand, which is good for right. them. Right. So like, I mean, net, you know, Netflix has got its issues. Google's got its issues. Oh, Apple, et cetera, for et cetera. sure. But for like sure. from a, from a different standpoint, it's like, you know, Right. I, I, w- I wish that like these companies could be actually cool, like their social right. media managers are, right. um, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah hard pivot. <laughs> uh, if you if you happen to hear a doorbell ringing, so <laughs> Steph's really upset about this. I feel like it's it's happened more and more now. So we are experiencing what is called phantom ringing. Oh no! And it's because. I installed a second video doorbell in our house uh-huh. and it seemed like it was like, Oh yeah, you, yeah, you'll probably be good. Like you'll know, like if it, if it has issues, like if it, if the video is sporadic or whatever, and like it wasn't. So I was like, cool. Awesome. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But like the last couple of days and especially like a bunch of times today it's mm-hmm. just been like ringing but no one's at the door and like I looked up, I looked it up and it's like yeah you probably need to get a better transformer for your doorbell because it's it's like a it's a, like a low voltage situation where like the power surges and that's what causes the, mm. the the ringing so if you happen to hear ringing in the in the background and I don't acknowledge it it's because there's no one at the door I would know because the Google home would be like someone's at the front door or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I apologize if you happen to hear that and in, uh, in, in a manner that we can't edit out. But in any event, that's the end of my hard pivot. We talked a lot. Let's get to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot. The yeah, that's that's, that's just... going to be on a t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> William Sherk, what are you doing? We talking talk a lot. lot. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's just get into our main topic then. Um, Yeah. yeah, So we decided to revisit our wildly popular AITA episode, Am I the Asshole? Yes. From Reddit. Yes. To be specific, you have to go to r slash am I the asshole. If you go to r slash AITA, you will get a greeting being like, hey, you looking for am I the asshole? This isn't it. Like, yep. At least it says that, and it's not just like something totally different. True, because um, that but, is that is what I did. <laughs> and, and let me and let me tell you, 
Reddit is like the like quintessential place to basically show how little people read and mm-hmm. like and stuff now because mm-hmm. there's like three posts on AITA that are basically like hey look here if you were messaged by the mods to look at the front page look here if this or that and it's like people like legitimately i've seen people post a picture of somebody like uh-huh. a celebrity let's just say as an example they post a picture of a celebrity uh-huh. And it says in the title of the post, Kim Kardashian steps out uh-huh. again or whatever. And it's got like a watermark that says like picture taken by so-and-so of Kim Kardashian. And mm-hmm. like everyone in the comments is like, man, Kim looks so great. This and that and the other thing. I guarantee you there will be w- at least one person in the fucking comments going, wow, who is this? And it's yep. like. You skipped all the fucking signs. You just went, lady pretty must go to comments to write who is this. Like, right? The fuck are you doing? Yep. So, like, to go to AITA and see that the title says, are you looking for Am I the Asshole? Go there. And then, like, for them to still basically get mod mail to be like, guys, why can't I post? I want to post to find out if I'm an asshole for sticking sticking a carrot in my friend's nose when he was sleeping. Like, yeah. Yeah. Read. No, oh you are God. the asshole for not fucking reading. <laughs> yes. Oh, so man. much. So much you're the asshole for not reading. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's just, oh, it's so true. All right. So, in any event, we're talking about Am I the Assholes today? A disclaimer some of these get a little spicy, but we promise we're not trying to make any sort of commentary about anything going on in our lives at present. These are just ones that we thought would be good ones to talk about mm-hmm. uh, today. So we apologize mm-hmm. if you are potentially offended by uh, thinking that we're like trying to do a subtle jab at you. We're not like we, Mm-mm. I feel like both Amelia and I would be much more direct if that's the case, but I do worry <laughs> about that kind of stuff. I do too. Are. There were definitely ones that I scrolled past that I was like, this would be an interesting one to do, but so-and-so in my life might think I'm talking about them and I'm not, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So I just, I just tried to pick ones that I thought would be interesting to talk about or more so were just like wild to me. Like, yes, that this is a situation that's happening Mm -hmm. um, or that made me upset or angry or whatever, that this is like an actual thing that's happening. There are so many posts I feel like on here that are just like, you know, it's essentially, am I the asshole for setting a boundary with somebody? Mm-hmm. And um, which is nine a times out of 10 is like, no, you're no, not. you're not. You just feel like an asshole because our society tells us that setting up boundaries with people is bad. Or, um, or you are in a situation where somebody is manipulative and narcissistic and charismatic mm-hmm. and not to say the cares being charismatic is a bad thing, but like those three are a deadly combo when you are someone who has issues setting boundaries, because it's mm-hmm. very easy for that person to use said charisma and narcissistic behavior to make you feel bad for setting boundaries. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, that's, that's often what a lot of these are. And I, mm-hmm. I think that some of the ones that I picked can fall into that category, but mm-hmm. I tried to to find some variety, I guess. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, um, without any further ado, I, I think we should start with the top one on Amelia's. And I did not read any of Amelia's. I just kept in contact with the titles to make sure we didn't have any overlap, if possible. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to see to hear the, the, this first one. 
Yeah. And I haven't seen any of Sherrick's either. So yeah. So let's get started. All, All right. right. So my first one is, am I the asshole for refusing to stay at my mother's house after receiving a ridiculous email from her husband? All right. I have tolerated many racist, homophobic, disrespectful remarks from Mark, my mother's husband. I Can I just add my own side note in here and say that I, I love that she just calls him my mother's husband, not my stepdad, you know, like whatever. Anyway, over the years from, I hope the Uber driver isn't black to, I hope whoever you are with doesn't wear comfortable shoes, which later on in the post, she says, I guess is like a euphemism for a lesbian, which I didn't know, but anyway. And oh, okay. Yeah, and I hope you find the right man when he suspected I was in a relationship with a woman. My mother makes excuses for him and says that it's him being ex-British army that's to blame and playfully laughs and tells him off. For context, I have lived overseas for 12 years. My mother married Mark in my early 20s. I am 30 this year. I see my family once a year if I'm lucky. I have not really spoken to Mark properly for some time until he sent the most ridiculous email I have ever received. Hi, Kate. Me and your mother are sitting at the fern and reckon you need a reality check. Please Quick have- time out. <laughs> sitting at the fern are you fucking just oh this sounds like such a like wannabe rich asshole to me right immediate go on right please have a look at elite singles and e-harmony if you want harmony love and balance in your life you need a life partner the man who is successful in marrying you will be the luckiest guy in england he gets a beautiful woman who has a great sense of humor successful and when get and when gets introduced to any future parents-in-law, comes across as a deeply impressive woman. Kate, you have two degrees. You are stunningly good-looking. Stop setting the bar low when it comes to men. Raise the bar. Raise your game. Make the choice. Choose life. Choose between elite singles or eHarmony. Start taking and acting on the advice you are being given by someone who is older, wiser, has more degrees, and just happens to be from England and married to your mother. If your ship doesn't come in, swim out to it. Choose elite singles. Choose a six-month membership. Sign up. Send proof of membership. And I will send over the joining fee and 500 pounds for you to buy the new dress and shoes for you to feel like the beautiful woman you are. Enjoy the first date. Raise the bar. Aim high. Do not accept second best. Remember, they have to raise their game to deserve you. We both so want you to be happy, but you need the helping hand and advice. Meet a good man, 27 to 33, <laughs> degree educated and London based. Looked at, look at what university they attended. Look at the degree. Think, do I want to spend six months on a Greek island with this man as my companion? Stop choosing deadbeats. Aim for the stars. You may still hit the moon. Choose the glittering prize. Raise your eyes and create the life you want to live. Choose elite. Choose life. Choose success. Love your bonus dad. Okay. First and foremost, before we get to the rest of this, because it's not quite yet over. Why does this man sound like he went to all the pickup artist class that existed in like the 2000s where they'd be like, you pay like $7 to my website and I'll teach you how to say the exact right thing to get a woman to fall at your feet. And also at the same time, a motherfucker that sits at the top of an MLM and is like, just choose this and you'll get to the top. Like, 
What the fuck? All right. Right? Okay. Unfortunately, this is not a joke. The real shock is that my mother sees nothing wrong with the email and is, quote, sorry, I have, quote, taken it in the wrong way. And that Mark sent it with all the, quote, right intentions. I've since told her that I won't be staying with them when I'm home next. This has greatly upset her as Mark is also undergoing cancer treatment. Am I the asshole? Edit. Firstly, thank you everyone for taking the time to reply. I didn't expect to receive quite so many replies, so I really appreciate it. To address a few things, yes, the email is oddly specific, but no, it isn't spam or an advertisement, nor is he affiliated with Elite Singles or (laughs) eHarmony. My mother was with him at a pub when he wrote it, so they essentially composed it together. She was also copied into the email. I was having a few issues with my living arrangements and shared some of the details with my mother. Mark's solution is, you guessed it, a man. Unsurprisingly, he met my mother through an online dating site, though it wasn't eHarmony or Elite Singles. Mom is aware that I am with a woman, though I haven't spelled it out per se, but she sent both my girlfriend and I Christmas presents. My girlfriend felt conflicted accepting them after she felt indirectly insulted by Mark's email. The quote unquote comfortable shoes comment is a euphemism for a lesbian. I believe it was first used by Robin Williams character in Good Morning Vietnam. No. Are you the asshole? No. False. No. First comment that I can see from (laughs) try to eat NTA. What the actual fuck? Yes. Yeah, I picked this one because that email is insane. Ah, it is just the piece de resistance of assholery that I have ever seen. Right? Oh my God. Oh like, my God. It is such an antiquated thing to be so in the head of someone as far as like their what's what's the word that i'm looking for their date their their dating life like why does it fucking matter to you like right right bruh are you serious yeah and then as i was reading some of the comments about this one i this did not occur to me but now it does a lot of people in comments are like latching on to the part about him asking for proof of membership in one of these websites to pay for it. And, and a lot of people in the comments are saying like, so I know how to catfish you and maybe get some nudes. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what this guy is doing, but, but it didn't occur to me until some people in the comments were like, like, are you, do you want to bang this girl? Like what is, are you what is happening here yeah it's it's disturbing especially when you get that when you when you think about that yep yeah I'm trying to think of what else but yeah I mean like there's just so many levels to it like the fact that this person is dating a woman and he's saying you need a man like there's that level there's just the level of like why do you need a partner to be happy and successful in life? Like, there's just so many things about this that are just like so awful. But mm-hmm. this is this is one of my favorite comments. Dear mom, I write this because I think it is in your best interest for someone to tell you that you have chosen a poor life mate in Mark. 
raise your standards. Find someone who is open and accepting of one's life choices and doesn't feel the need to impose himself on other adults capable of making their decisions. In fact, mom, here's a link for our time. Sign up and I will reimburse the sign up fee and pay for your divorce. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, and then somebody said, well, except that the mom helped him write this email. So clearly those are the qualities she's looking for in a man. So that's, I mean, that's concerning too. Yeah. So I, I would say like trying not to keep this person in your life, you know, not wanting to stay with them. You know, it, it, there are so many, there's so many stories like this on this thread or on this subreddit that it's like, well, you know, the mom has a hard time like standing up for the kid or doesn't really agree, but doesn't really want to rock the boat or whatever, you know? And so like with those ones, it's like, well, how do you maintain a relationship with your mother when her husband is such an asshole and she doesn't want to do much Mm -hmm. about it, but also kind of agrees with you that he's being an asshole. But in this case, like the mom seems to be totally on board with all of these awful things that he's saying to you and not just that but like remember the beginning of this post where he says a lot of racist and homophobic things just in general and clearly the mom is totally cool with that so like you know I mean I'm not saying like hey cut your mom out of your life but I'm saying you're not the asshole if you choose to do that or if you choose to minimize whatever because like it's not just her husband that's the problem. That it, it sounds like a pretty large problem with your whole family. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else her family is like, but but yeah, I mean that that was part of what was so concerning to me was not only that this stepdad says these things, but the mom is like, "Totes cool with it." That really that really got me. So that's yeah. that's just weird and rough. Like I. Yeah, I feel very bad for Kate, and I'm assuming that that's not their real name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel really bad for them. Yeah, and that's a hard, that's a hard place to be in. But you know, you're not the asshole for no, super um, not, super super not for not being okay with being talked to or treated like that. So mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. All right. Do we want to move on to one of yours? Yes, but uh, I remember. Okay, so this one is wild because of several things. So it it has since been taken down. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because it wasn't up that long ago. Right. No, but that I... was literally last night one that I clicked on, started reading, and then was deleted. <laughs> and I was like, Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. Okay. So from what I remember, it was a situation where a person was at work and there was a party to announce that this particular person was engaged. Uh-huh. And then the person the 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 author originally was like, so I just went to them and was like, like later on afterwards, and I was like, Oh, congrats on your engagement. Like my boyfriend and I are engaged now. And then they were like, 
the person that they were talking to got really weird about it. And they were like, okay, so am I the asshole for like acknowledging something that was like super like announced? And I was like, well, no, like if it was announced in the company that there must, hopefully there was some sort of situation where that person was okay with that being announced. So that's weird, but now it's gone. And the person that was apparently the subject of this AITI, not the writer, they they say this person is harassing me and the story is fake. I'm not even in work at the moment. They messaged me on another account out of the blue saying, congrats on my engagement. I've had a problem with the stalker. So I asked how I knew them. They said, I don't. So I said that I didn't want to be friends because it creeped me out and blocked them. And now I'm getting tagged and shit. I've had to call the police because of a post by a different user mentioned my stepkid who's with her mom. And we were worried for her safety. Yikes. Ooh. So that's terrifying. Yup. And they posted that several different times. So like this got wild because it's like, uh, actually it was a stalker situation and they wanted to go to AITI or am I the asshole essentially to feel better and get validation when they didn't tell the whole story, which moral of that story is, is don't be this person. Yeah. And Uh, also like take some of these stories with a grain of salt. Yes, because it is the internet, so people will fucking lie. Like, Right. Some of these stories are definitely made up, or, like, things that make you look bad are glossed over, or, you know, whatever. So, we are reacting to what's on the Mm quote-unquote page. I'm going to stay vague, because this actually triggers me a little bit. Because I was in a situation like this, where someone basically was like, I don't know why Sherrick is like being this way. Like, I don't know what I did and this and that and the other thing. And that, and like the person that they were talking to came to me and was like, so what's going on? And I was like, okay, here's the fucking story. Like, uh-huh. this is what actually happened. This person has, uh, this person has been like incredibly rude to me for uh-huh. years uh-huh. and now wants to make like some sort of sympathy situation for them. Mm-hmm. And so they're going around and telling people that they don't know what they did to me and acting like they are a victim. And it's like fucking own up to your shit. Yep. Yep. Like number one, don't be a fucking stalker, creepo weirdo. Like mm-hmm. and number two, own up to your fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a firm believer in the truth coming out. Yep. And you know, like, when it does come out, you're going to look like a fucking fool. Like, like this person did. Yep. Yep. Cause I'm sure they're banned at this point, you know, like over, over just trying to look like a cool person on the internet. Like it's not fucking worth it. It's super, Mm -hmm. it's super is not. So Mm -mm. that's the end of me being ranty, but (laughs) no, I mean, to, to kind of put the layout of the situation, like, if, if there was a pregnancy announcement or something and your coworkers and then you go up to them and say, hey, congrats, like I'm pregnant too. Like it's to me, that's clearly a person trying to make some sort of a connection. Yeah. Albeit potentially temporary and brief, but like they're still trying to like. Right. They're trying to be like, hey, you you're you're in this situation. I'm in that situation, too. Cool. Right. right? Like yeah. or not cool. Right. Like. Right. Uh, but if it's like you weren't engaged and it's a person that like you like or you are engaged in a person that you like work with but don't know at all comes up to you and no one said anything because no one knew but like you in a small circle of people and they come up and say hey i heard you were engaged happy engagement that's fucking weird don't do that shit like that's creepy but yeah like if if the original situation was 
a real situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that there was like a company wide announcement, which is fucking weird in and of itself, or yeah. like a party. It, the party part is what gets me. Like mm-hmm. announcing like employees' big life news. Mm-hmm. I can see the value in that if they are. Uh, I yeah, are, I was gonna say I work at a company right now where that kind of stuff. It wouldn't necessarily be like a party, but it would be an announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, like saying like so and so had a baby or so and so got married or whatever. Like lots of places do that kind of stuff, and as long as that employee is consenting to that information being public, like that's fine. So so the fact that they they in this hypothetical situation were acting weird when somebody else came up to them and said like hey congrats I'm engaged too if they're being weird like it's information that isn't public like that that's I I don't really get that but when you were first telling the situation before you got to the whole other part the thing in my head was was she acting weird because it was like quote-unquote stealing her thunder you know, of like, mm-hmm. oh, the next day comes and like, oh, I'm engaged too. And it's like, bitch, let me have my moment. <laughs> Which like, considering that that almost happened at my own wedding, I totally get like. Yep. 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 Do not propose at somebody else's wedding. Do not announce your engagement at somebody else's wedding. Do not announce your pregnancy at somebody else's baby shower, et cetera. Don't, et cetera. don't announce positive news. Don't announce negative news. That Just, day is not about you. Yeah, don't I'm doing don't the clapping thing in between. Yeah, don't use somebody's life event to to announce anything really. So there's there's a better time and a place. So I, you know, I can sort of see that of of the person like feeling like you're stealing their thunder, but at the same time, it's like it's not like you came out and said like like it's not like you replied all to everybody in the company and said like, oh hey, I'm engaged too you like went up to them and said congrats and then just casually mentioned that too because yeah it's a connection piece and you know could form could forge some sort of friendship or whatever as you're planning your weddings together or whatever but like the fact that they acted weird about it is just I I don't really see the person as the asshole until you find out that they are probably actually stalking the subject so uh, (laughs) but yeah that's that's wild oh my god i have uh, yeah so i have a, i have a, a backup one that is actually I, I i it actually went a different way than i thought it was going to and i'm uh, oh, I like so those. we'll go with this one okay so this one is aiti am i the asshole for customizing my burger which i was like okay this this headline grabs me yeah. um <laughs> so basically burger, you say yeah <laughs> For my nieces, my sister's child's 10th birthday a few days ago, we went to a restaurant. I'm pretty picky about food, so I thought it would be easier rather than complain about the burger place she wanted to go. I just take along some of my own stuff. The actual meat is okay, but they do horrible oversweet brioche and a fancy named complex burgers, and it makes the food basically inedible, so it's it's so disgusting. That sentence structure makes my brain hurt a little bit. Um, I ordered their most, but that's not the purpose of this. I ordered their most basic burger with just some lettuce and I had brought my own bread, some cheese and some barbecue sauce. No one said anything at the time. None of the staff cared. And honestly, I think the guys at the next table were pretty jealous. But afterwards, my sister told me I was being a total asshole and ruined the evening and drew all the attention away from my niece on her birthday. My niece didn't seem unhappy. Basically, nobody commented behind. Ha ha. Don't you want one of those fancy burgers? 
I got to eat food that was actually edible. And I don't think I was being an asshole, but I don't know. Was my sister just being weird or does she have a point? Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like that the restaurant was going to be upset about her bringing her own food in. But the fact that it was her sister whose party it wasn't even, I'm like, fuck off mind your own business like it just <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how I feel I'm like if nobody in the restaurant cared or said anything about it then mm-hmm. like whatever you should be able to eat wherever you're going and I understand that in a situation where it's somebody's birthday or or celebration or whatever it is and they so they want to pick the place that they go that it's hard to be like no we can't go there mm-hmm. So, so you made it work for you. And yeah, if nobody said anything at the time, like I understand that there's a level at which people are not good at being quote unquote confrontational. And so, you know, there's the argument that, well, the niece felt uncomfortable and so told her mom who told you that it was obnoxious, but I also think this is such a stupid, petty thing. And if it didn't, draw attention away from the birthday like who fucking cares just like mind your own business I don't know overwhelmingly the comments say that this person is the asshole oh interesting And that's why I thought it was wild because I'm kind of in your same boat as I saw somebody if I saw somebody like like opening up a bag and all of a sudden they produce their own bread and their own barbecue sauce and their cheese. I might give them the side eye, but ultimately I don't care. But apparently a lot of people are like, you kind of like embarrassed your sister, bro, or or fam or however they'd like to be referenced. A couple of comments, uh, YTA, if you're that picky, eat beforehand and order a drink. Whipping out your own bread and cheese is extra and embarrassing for sister, clearly. Someone else says, just because nobody calls you out on your rudeness, just because it doesn't mean you're not being rude. I don't. this is the first time you've been extremely obnoxious to eat out with at a restaurant, hence your sister's frustration. One person said, LOL, not the asshole, I guess, but couldn't you have just not eaten or found something you did like on the menu? There was literally nothing, question mark. And the OP responded, I could have had sides, but I thought it would be weirder than making a whole meal work. There's this huge one that says, uh, you're the asshole and the staff may not have said anything. And if they were waitstaff who were employees, they may not have cared because it doesn't affect them. But I guarantee that the restaurant owner's management would have cared if they were aware because what you did is a massive legal liability for them. Mm -hmm. You don't bring your own food into an eating establishment, period. Trust me, I get the desire to do so. I'm not just picky. I am autistic with major food aversions. And over the course of my life, uh, it's been a massive challenge for me to eat in certain places, but it's not just about being an asshole or socially inappropriate. Restaurants can be legally liable for what people eat on their premises and anything that happens to them as a result of ingesting those foods. So right from the outset, you're an asshole for putting their business at risk. On top of that, it's obnoxious to go into a place of business and literally bring for yourself the things that they're trying to make a living selling. It implies to the other customers that there's something problematic with the food the restaurant is selling. It's actively raising questions about the quality of the business's product while you sit on their premises. So that also makes you an asshole. If you didn't like what they had to offer, you could have eaten before or after or just gone uh, to be there for your niece. A restaurant isn't your personal kitchen table. It's a place of business. You don't get to walk in there and make yourself a meal with your own food for myriad reasons. YTA Mm -hmm. and shockingly lacking in social graces. There was a lot of that stuff that was bolded that I was like, God damn. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was the other way that I was thinking about it is that like Mm -hmm. it is 
really weird for a business, like, and the liability aspect and all of that. So like, I get that. I think in terms of the sister being quote unquote embarrassed, there's Mm -hmm. a level at which there's a level at which like, yes, be cognizant of how your actions affect other people. But there's Mm -hmm. also a level at which like, you have to control your response to things. Mm-hmm. So if you are embarrassed by somebody else's action, maybe ask yourself why. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the I won't things. disagree with that. So, I mean, so yeah, I, I guess I agree with the, the comments, particularly as far as like, if we're saying like, who's the asshole, you or the restaurant, mm-hmm. you, you are. But in terms of like this argument between you and your sister, I can see both sides and I there's yeah there's still a part of me that's just wants to be like mind your own business like if you had gotten this food to go and Mm -hmm. done this at home would she still have been embarrassed because like I've done that shit to food that I've like gotten to go and like Mm -hmm. doctored it up my own way at home so no one's saying that like you can't do that at home or whatever so yeah there's there's a level at which like I totally get it and yeah like I said like maybe the niece did feel really awkward about it maybe it did draw a lot of attention because the the poster is could be downplaying like the reaction or whatever but there's also a level at which like we have to stop as people blaming other people for our reactions yes Um, I would agree with that heavily so so if you were embarrassed with you know by something that someone else did um you know question why you were embarrassed and whether what they did is embarrassing or whether it's just embarrassing to you or you know whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's a oof all right well that those two i kind of double dutched uh in on the second (laughs) one there so feel free to go ahead and take two for yourself if you'd like okay now this next one. Okay. <laughs> no. It's gone. Rip. It's gone. But I'm I have to talk about it because okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So basically this post was and again, I'm just taking it at face value as the truth of it. But this post was by a 14-year-old girl who said that she has to set an alarm at 4.30 a.m. to get up every morning and basically not only get herself ready before school, which starts at 8, but also has to clean up a bunch of stuff in the house and cook breakfast for her whole family. And And that the dad has who she claimed is unemployed and sleeps till noon most days is is upset with her for for having this alarm go off at 4 30 a.m because it wakes him up and that she has tried to like do an alarm that buzzes instead of makes noise that vibrates instead of makes noise but that it doesn't work to wake her up Mm -hmm. um and that just trying to like like her body naturally wake up at that time doesn't work for her. And that she's like, I have to set an alarm. Like that's the only way. And if I don't set an alarm and I sleep through it, 
and I don't get all that stuff done, then he yells at me. And I was just like, mega manipulative. I hate everything about this. Call like people in the comments were like, call child protective services. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was like a whole, like there was stuff in the post about like, because her family says that it's the woman's job to do all this cleaning and cooking and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, do you, and she seemed to have a mother, but I'm not sure. Um, it wasn't. Uh, she she might've had someone living in her house who was female presenting. I don't know if she has a mother. Well, yes. Cause like, that was the part that was on me. That was like, okay, like, I have enough problems with just this idea that the woman has to take care of all this stuff. But mm-hmm. are you the oldest female presenting person in the house at 14? Because like, that's insane. Especially like, and then the fact that he's unemployed and sleeps till noon every day. Like I'm unemployed and I slept till 1030 today. So I'm not here to judge that, but I'm here to judge that when you're doing that and not doing any other like help around the house that you're requiring somebody else who has school for eight hours plus homework for 10 hours a day or whatever mm-hmm. to also do all this shit for you that has to get up at 4 30 in the fucking morning like are you kidding me so That's like wild you know me. when I when I read this and I if if I read it and thought of the person as like this guy's wife like an adult woman who's this guy's wife I was like, get out of that fucking relationship, like get, get the fuck out. But then, but then realizing, but then taking it on face value and it's a 14 year old girl. I was like, I get, like, I get it because like, what can you do? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like you can just leave. I mean, I guess you can, but like, you know, the, the statistics on a 14 year old running away from home are not great. And so, you know, and 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 also like the the people in the comments saying like call child protective services like i want to agree with that but i also am like it also is really shitty to like go into foster care like at 14 at 14 like not all foster families are bad i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that at all but there are stories about foster families where they do basically the same shit so it's like Will you be in a better situation if you call child protective services? I don't know. So entering just, the system is rough. Yeah. So it's just like the whole situation was just like made me so angry and so upset and not 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 to bring this whole podcast down or whatever, but just to to recognize that like there, sometimes there are really rough situations and there are very few solutions and it is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It is heartbreaking. So my heart goes out to this person and yeah, I don't, the moderators, the moderators deleted this, this post. So I, I don't know why. This It says this post violates rule nine. This is not an advice sub post should seek out judgment, not advice. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it was just the way that she worded it mm-hmm. potentially violates that rule. Yeah. Um, but right. Cause yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the question was like, am I an asshole for setting an alarm so that I can get up and do these things that like, yeah. Uh, it says my mom and- enables his attitude, which like, Listen, now being a tech nerd, 
I'm saying this, and, and before you go come for me about what I'm about to say, please note that I am fully on the side of this person. There are some alarms that like, like you can wear like a smartwatch that will like buzz on your wrist to like wake you so that you don't wake like the person you're sleeping in bed with. But like, if your dad is saying you need at 14 years old, you need to be up by 4.30 a.m. so you can cook breakfast for everybody and clean the house so you and before you get ready for school and then is upset by the method in which you choose to wake up to do that. That's an incredibly manipulative, misogynistic like I like yeah. situation that you were in right. and you don't need to be accommodating this person. Mm-hmm. If he's that fucking upset about it, he needs to rearrange the living, the, the sleep, like at minimum rearrange the sleeping situation so that you are in a space that quote unquote does not wake him. But that is, that is me making an excuse for this person that I don't want it to sound like I'm saying you should do that. Like mm-hmm. what you need to do is get the fuck out of this situation. And it sucks. Cause I don't want to be the one to tell you to go, and enter the system but if you have a family like relative you can stay with i would recommend seeing if you can get into that situation if i were to be giving you know advice or judgment to this person but you know that's me yeah yeah yeah, it's full potent. Someone says uh, the idea that a woman's job to do the chores, it, chores isn't low key sexist. It's standard issue, full potency sexist. Yeah, which I a thousand and four ninety nine percent agree with. Yeah, this but yeah, is a big it's just, oof. It's just super hard because, like, yeah, there are people in comments that are saying things like that. That same comment is like, if you can't get out of doing this, it, then keep setting your alarm, and and if he doesn't like it, you can tell him to get a job. And I was like. We don't know what this situation is like. We and at 14, these... can't say that to you're asking for this person to potentially enter an abusive, even That's more what abusive I'm saying. relationship. Like, yeah, I understand that inclination to say like, well, if you don't like it, get a job. But this is a child. I, mm-hmm. oh God, this just makes me so, yeah, so upset. You're right, yeah. dog. You're right. Yeah. So on that note i Uh, like i said my heart goes out to this person and i i hope that they i hope they find a better situation for themselves soon so well it's not going to get any more uh cheery (laughs) because my next one unless you want to go again no you can go okay uh am i the asshole for telling my niece her grandparents are homophobic I, 28 male, am gay, and my parents disown me because of it. I haven't spoken to them in eight years. However, I'm close with my sister, 34 female, and her daughter, 10 female. My sister still has a relationship with our parents. Every year, my parents host a big Christmas gathering. I'm never invited, but my sister and niece always go. A day or two after that, we do smaller Christmas with just me, my sister, and my niece. At our smaller Christmas gathering, while my sister was in the other room, my niece asked why I never go to my parents' Christmas. I replied with the excuse I've used for years. I had to work. My niece said that my excuse didn't make sense because sometimes the big gatherings happened on Christmas when I definitely have the day off. She was getting upset and asked, do you not like to be with us? If she hadn't said that, I probably wouldn't have told her, but I can't stand the idea that she would think that I choose not to go to the Christmas. So in a calm voice, I said, well, you know how I date boys instead of girls? Grandma and grandpa don't like that. So they asked me not to go to Christmas. My niece was obviously upset by this. The next day, she called her grandparents and asked, how dare they tell me not to come to Christmas? Apparently, she was really harsh with them. 
Then my parents called my sister and yelled at her for letting my niece around me. My sister confronted me and said I was an asshole for causing the family fight and for involving my niece in it. I feel really bad and I didn't really expect my niece to call them and cause a fight. So I wanted to know, am I the asshole? That is rough. As someone who values the truth, I want to say, no, you're not the asshole for telling this nie- your niece the truth. And you did it in a very, according to you, you did it in a very calm way. As someone who wants to respect parents and their parenting, the fact that you you did it and your sister didn't want you to tell her that, I feel a little weird about. Mm-hmm. So you know, I maybe would have wanted to have that conversation with your sister beforehand. The idea that it's his fault that the niece called the grandparents and were harsh with them is BS, at least according to the information we have, that you at no point said that she had to fight your battles or that she had to not like your grandpa- her grandparents anymore. You know, so so that was her choice to take that information and do with it what she wanted. Um, Mm -hmm. And shoot, you said something about the sister said I was the asshole because. My sister confronted me and said I was an asshole for causing the family fight and for involving my niece in it. Yeah. Causing the family fight is BS also Um, that it's not his fault that his parents disowned him. They are the ones who started this. Yes. So to that point, Olivia Clara is the top commenter and says, not the asshole. Your sister is a coward. The reason why it's so easy for your family is to exclude you is because there's no consequences on their end. Mm -hmm. You caused the family fight. That's rich. Your sister should be starting family fights every single day if she cared the slightest about you. Yep. So I agree with you on the parenting front. And someone else said, right, the sister is the worst. She sets an awful example for her daughter who clearly got a stronger backbone than her mother. And it's like, yeah, if I was in a situation where my parents were upset with a sibling of mine over like something like that, where they like that they were like LGBTQIA plus trans, et cetera, et cetera, and being exclusionary because of uh, hate and fear, Mm -hmm. then I would be like, hey, guess what? You've also lost me now because I don't stand for that shit. And for her to basically think that like, it's easier to not fight with her parents than it is to be on her brother's side is Mm -hmm. it's cowardice. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's just how I see it. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, that's you basically saying like, I'm upset because you caused a fight, but like, it's the parents who were at fault here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're just trying to cover up for themselves by turning the nieces phone call against the brother yep because like to like because i see his i see this person's point of being like okay well this i'm not i'm not i'm not about to lose my 10 year old niece to -hmm. thinking that i don't want to spend time with her and like could there have been another way that he could have gone sure Mm -hmm. like hindsight is always going to be 2020 he could have made up some other situation or something like that Mm -hmm. but like not everything is going to happen in that sitcom way where he can sit his niece down in a chair and kneel next to her and be like, now listen, it, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's not that I don't want to be around you. I just have my reasons why I can't be at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And like, 
you know, it, right. it sounds like the way that the niece approached this, there was not going to be a way out for him. No, it, it sounds like it was going to be a, but why? But why? Exactly. Which situation? like, uh-huh. So like, I don't necessarily blame him, even though I agree with you on the, I don't like the idea of fucking with other people's parent styles. That all being said, like his sister is a fucking coward. And I, I think that mm-hmm. she's super in the wrong. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's the asshole at all. I think that the parents and the sister are the asshole and I think that the niece and him are in the clear yeah oh that's hard yeah it was yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's got some nuances to it but I think ultimately he did what he had to do because like I I don't I would not want to lie to my niece and be like because like what do, what happens then when you find out when she finds out later that the truth is that you that mm-hmm. your parents are homophobic like she's gonna feel betrayed by them and by you you know like it's a it's a weird situation to be in for sure. But. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll I'll continue with with one that I think might be a little bit lighter, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but looks like has maybe some nuance to it as well. Yeah. So, am I the asshole for being mad that my boyfriend finished my birthday cake? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just from that no (laughs) yeah i love cake Cake do not fuck with my cake (laughs) okay but now we got to read the post and find out the nuance okay we spent the holidays in new york with my family and my birthday was on the 30th so i asked my mom to pick up a cake from a special bakery here in new york That was all I really asked for. Didn't have any special dinner plans, no gifts. I was just happy spending time with my family. So my birthday comes around, we get dinner, we eat my cake, we celebrate. The cake was pretty big, so we had leftovers. My boyfriend and I were the only ones really eating the leftover cake because my family has gotten cakes from them before, so it wasn't anything special to them. But they knew they could grab some if they wanted. A few hours ago... I love it. A few hours ago, my boyfriend asked if he could have some of the cake. And I said, sure. When I walk into the kitchen, maybe 30 minutes after he asked, I saw that he finished the rest of the cake. It wasn't like there was a tiny slice left. There was a good chunk of it. I thought he was playing a prank at first and was hiding it from me. But he kept apologizing and saying he didn't realize how much he was eating. And he wasn't sure if I said he could have some of it or if he could have all of it. I asked why he didn't ask. And he said he didn't think it would be a big deal. I told him I thought it was really disrespectful and I was really hurt. He just kept saying that he didn't think it was that big of a deal because I already ate some cake and we had the whole celebration and it was just the last slice. It was more than a slice. He said he understands why I feel the way I do, but he doesn't understand why I feel that way. (laughs) No, what? I told him the cake was sentimental to me and he should have just asked. We got into an argument about it because I kept trying to explain it to him, but he just wasn't listening, understanding. He said he would not just not eat any of my stuff anymore. And I told him he was just avoiding confrontation that way. And it was not going to help the relationship in the long run. For context, I had a rough childhood and ended up getting kicked out of the house as soon as I turned 18 and was homeless until I was 25. That being said, I haven't been able to spend any holidays, birthdays, special events with my mom, brother, and sister all together since I was a kid. I didn't get to watch my younger brother and sister grow up. So this was kind of a big deal to me. So yeah, this is this this is heavier than just the the headline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's the asshole now. No, like. I don't either. As uh, as a Minnesotan, mm-hmm. you never finish something. <laughs> this 
kidding. Just kidding. I'm always that. I'm always that asshole that is like, I'm going to eat the final piece because nobody fucking will. Anyway, but no, I I would hope that your boyfriend mm-hmm. and and one thing I left out is that they're both 31 at, at this time. Okay. So, and I don't know how long they've been dating. That was not in this context, but I would hope that that your boyfriend knew some of your background enough to know that like it was a big deal to be spending the holidays and your and your birthday with your family and that you know asking for a cake from a particular place that you can't get from normally because you don't live there hopefully he knew that as well but even if it wasn't like special it's your it's your birthday cake that you asked for and that saying I didn't think it was that big of a deal or I thought you said I could have the rest of it fucking ask dude like just yeah dude yeah yeah Um, as someone with severe anxiety like I would be the person that would like not finish their own birthday cakes I'd be like but did anyone else want more like yeah yeah so I mean on on the one hand it's a cake it's not the end of the world it's not like he killed anybody you know but at the same time, like, I understand why this person felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, too, that the, the, the reaction that he had, he said he would just not eat any of my stuff anymore. <sighs> like, what a fucking manipulative, petty response. Not mm-hmm. that I've never done that before, but just just the response of like, well, fine, I won't do any of it then. Or like, you know fine, I won't eat any of your food or, you know, just, just that whole, like that whole response of like, well, I never liked you anyway, or, you know, being rejected for a date. And you're like, well, I thought you were ugly anyway. Or, you know, like, it's just, it's such a petty, manipulative, childish response to just take one thing and turn around and go like, well, I just won't do anything like that anymore. You know, it, it makes me think of the guys who are like, oh, I can't make jokes in the office anymore because of sexual harassment. I can't say anything or talk to women at all. And it's like, don't be a fucking douche, you idiot. Like, it just, mm-hmm. I, I hate that response. Like, I was getting more upset through this, but again, was still kind of like, he's right to the extent that it's probably not like the end of the world, but it mm-hmm. was a big deal to you. And so it should have been a big deal to him. Mm -hmm. But then when I got to that part of his response, I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And again, I love cake. Don't Mm -hmm. touch my fucking cake, bitch. Delicious. Um, This one, actually, I found that was it's not on the list. So I'm because the other ones are a little bit too kind of like. I don't know, uh, downers, I guess, for lack of better words. So I'm just going to put it in there now. This one's still kind of a downer, but it's less of a downer than the other one. Uh, (laughs) That's the thing about a lot of these are, am I the assholes? Is that Mm -hmm. they're either really fucking petty, which they're wild as hell. Or they're wild as hell. Or or they're they're just absolute downers. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is, is called, am I the asshole for admitting my daughter? I wish my daughter was still a tomboy. Hello. So I, 43, have three kids. The oldest, Luna, 24, is getting married next year. Her younger sister, Isabella, 21, is still in university. 
I will admit that I've always been closer to Isabella because she's much more like me and much more of a girl wearing dresses, princess costumes, and you name it. Luna was always a tomboy for toddler to teen. For example, in high school, she had a pixie cut. Most of her friends were boys. She hated the idea of pregnancy. She listened to rap music and would play sports against the boys and even beat them a lot of times. She only ever wore a dress for prom. Even though we weren't as close because I couldn't relate, I loved how true she was to herself and she always made me so proud that I'd show everyone her trophies. She always was herself and never let anybody tell her otherwise. I was so proud when she told my mom she'd rather get video games than a hair straightener for her birthday because she just cut her hair short. When she went to university, her style began to change a lot, and now it's like she isn't who she was before. I know that people change, and I accept that. I don't want her to change if she doesn't want to. She didn't like dresses before, and she loves them now. She has beautiful long hair now. She listens to Latin music, much like her sister and me now. She's talked about being excited to have kids and being a stepmom. I don't think she's played basketball or fenced in years. She's a lot more like Isabella now. They get they actually get along like sisters, and most of her friends are also girls now. We even got a lot closer. Like, now she'll even cuddle up to me when watching a movie. But with her getting married, I guess I've been really nostalgic. Yesterday, when she took us dress shopping, I remember how when she was 14, she said she'd get married in a tux because wedding dresses were all plain and boring. I brought it up because it's nice to remember, but she got irritated, so I didn't go further. When she got home, she asked me alone why I brought it up. I just said I thought it was funny how different she was 10 years later. She got angry and asked why I'm focusing on it when it doesn't ma even matter now. She accused me of being way too obsessed with who she used to be. I got upset and admitted I wished she was still a tomboy, or at least a little, little, little like she was. She got madder and said it was always just a phase and that I was an asshole to think otherwise. I got really upset because she never used that language with me before. My husband recommended I post it here because I don't think I'm wrong for wishing uh, she was like she was because it's no different than telling your kids you wish they were still kids. This one's a hard one for me. Yeah, me too. Because I can see both sides of it. Mm -hmm. She, This person who goes by Yucatan mom, and hopefully this post stays up because I think that it fits for the sub. There's some people who are kind of going on on both sides of it. Some people are saying YTA, gentle YTA, the top comment. Uh, the first comment rather says, you're not the asshole for being nostalgic, but you're the asshole for telling her you wish she hadn't changed. People change, especially from childhood into adulthood. You essentially told her that you liked her better for who she was rather than who she is now. The joy of wedding dress shopping is now marred by a feeling of rejection of who she has become. I suggest you celebrate every stage of who she has been, who she is, and who she will become. Get to know her better and embrace the fact that she will continue to change. You owe her an apology and a heart to heart. I agree. With that, I will say I think that they probably need to have a, a therapy session or so, because to me, at least, and you feel free to correct me here, I think that Luna may have come on a little strong. Yeah. And so that leads me to believe that there's something underlying there. Yeah. I mean, this is where I'm putting my psychologist hat on, mm -hmm. which I am not trained at all. <laughs> Same, same. We're not trained in sociology, psychology, et cetera, et cetera. No. So please take that um, But I have an interest in it. So that my my question was that the daughter Luna said something about like you coming on strong or, or I can't remember the phrasing, but just essentially was saying like that she's, you know, harping on the fact that she's different and has changed from the post, from what we got. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like that. Like right. I can totally see, you know, that I'm a female who has thought about her potential wedding. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that everyone does, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And that I remember, you know, as a, as a middle school child, my mom's cousin got married and I loved her dress. And I was like, oh, she should keep that for me because I love it. And now I would not want that dress. That's not the style that I would want. I have changed. Mm -hmm. I've aged probably more than double (laughs) since then. So Mm -hmm. um, it would be funny. Like I could totally see going dress shopping and my mom being like, oh, remember when that was the style that you liked? It's just interesting how much has changed. That's just like, I can see that being a very innocent comment. And, mm-hmm. and just just pointing out how things have changed. And yeah, I do think like not being a mother, not having gotten married, none of that stuff. But I can right. totally see how you would feel nostalgic at this point in your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. That, like I blinked and she's now old enough to get married. So I, t- I totally get that. And and I guess my question would be like, what what do we not know about the quote unquote, like which, like, which is why I was like, I feel like there needs to be like some therapy involved mm-hmm. in here because it, it just seemed like a very sensitive trigger. Right. And um, yeah. For the mom to say that she was a tomboy from toddler to teenager and that Luna says it was a phase. I'm like, that's a long ass phase, my dude. Yeah. Like if yeah. that is, so I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's like, no. If you were a, if you were a tomboy for like at that point over a third of your life, mm-hmm. like that doesn't and your like mom was like, say that again. That doesn't feel like a phase. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't feel like a phase. That I feel like that Yucatan mom has has something to be nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. I agree that there needs to be a heart to heart, but I think that that's more because there's some underlying issues. Mm-hmm between the two of them that are maybe unspoken, at least based on what we've learned yeah, here, that the, they maybe need to work out. And like, there needs to be some like, okay, you know, I didn't mean it this way. And mm-hmm. this is why I felt triggered by that comment because like, mm-hmm. it's okay to go to college and all of a sudden want to be different. It's mm-hmm. a huge framing point for your life because mm-hmm. on the, like so many of us are conditioned that on the, when you were spit out of the college machine, the, the stereotypical one between like, you know, freshman of college and, and senior of college that you are an adult and you're supposed to know what the fuck you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not true. No yeah, no one does. But that's like the idea that's so like, yeah. I remember when I was getting like, when I was starting to have to write like letters to, to like get, you know, into college and stuff like that. I was like, oh, in four years, I'm supposed to like, have a job and a house and know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not like, I'm not ready yeah. for that at all. Like I can't even yeah. write this. Ex- I can't even write this like letter to college to be like, Hey, right. will you please let me be on your campus. Right. Or, like picking yeah. my nose, you know? <laughs> so like for her to say, like, especially when it's a situation where like your daughter has said at one point, I think wedding dresses are boring. I would wear a tuxedo. Like to me personally, I, as, as someone who is not a parent, but would like to be one day, like, I would want to say, remember when you said that? That's funny. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Like, like, or maybe let's be like, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you could get like a a tuxedo themed wedding dress. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. just something like, like that. And if they are like, no, I'm not really into that anymore. That's the end of the conversation. 
Right. You know, like that's, that's well, it. It doesn't yeah. have to be more. And, and again, like I, I was thinking about that comment and I was like, it doesn't even necessarily mean that she thinks she should do that. It's just a like, oh, remember when you felt that way and look at how much has changed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no judgment in that comment. There's just yeah. a like a, yeah. a, a nostalgic remembrance. But yeah, to me, again, we're getting the mom's perspective on this. So it's hard to say, but like, Based on the information that we have, the response from the daughter is very strong. Yes. And so, again, it makes me wonder what else has gone on here. But also, it makes me wonder if the daughter is feeling very self-conscious about changing. Yes. And so my question would be, is this an honest change or did you feel pressured to change did you feel societal pressure or pressure from other people in college to change i'm so glad you said that if you did it and you honestly have are just not that tomboy anymore and are super into girly stuff cool great that's absolutely fine Mm -hmm. um but i but but i think what the mom (laughs) might be sensing without saying it is that you're not being true to yourself anymore and that's what she misses that's kind of what I was getting because it's like yeah you know because the tomboy she's missing the girl that was unapologetically herself because Yucatan mom does point out that she's like we get along better now like Mm -hmm. she cuddles up to me she listens to the same music as we do like Mm -hmm. she's into this stuff that like her sister's into they get along better so like Mm -hmm. she's just like pointing out that there's been a change in my opinion now Mm -hmm. feel free to let us know if you think that we're wrong Mm -hmm. and I don't mean to harp on this too hard it just feels Mm -hmm. like and my gut reaction is to be like yeah there's some underlying shit there whether it was societal pressure or she saw like a bunch of her friends that were in college like start to change and she felt like she was being left behind for not changing you know and so she started like convincing herself she liked the dresses and the long hair and this and that because like Mm -hmm. if she actually is changing great but if it was a situation where she's not really happy because she felt like it was something that was pressed onto her by society or her fiance or her friends because like if she went to college and there weren't really any tomboys there then she probably feels like an outsider you know Mm -hmm. like and Mm -hmm. is she going to want to stick around and continue to be quote-unquote herself when she's essentially kind of loan become a loner in that regard Mm -hmm. you know so like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff to consider with this but I don't think I think maybe she's kind of an asshole but that's in in the sense Mm -hmm. of like when the fight got in admitting Mm -hmm. that she wished her daughter was like the way she used to be potentially but like that's something that you say when you're already being pressed and you're defensive and that Mm -hmm. y'all need to have a heart to heart heart to heart about but like yeah otherwise just admitting that you're nostalgic for the way you're you're child used to be mm-hmm. in the way at least in the way that she presents it I think is fine yeah so yep yep I agree so yeah let us know what you thought of mm-hmm. these of these I'm posts very curious. and whether you thought we were right wrong in between in between <laughs> you know I think we agreed on a lot of them that that these are a lot more nuanced than their headlines suggest. And sometimes there isn't a clear yes or no answer about whether mm-hmm. they're the asshole. So I find that Amelia and I gen- tend to think the same about a lot of these things, <laughs> yeah. which may speak why we get along so well is that we just, we, we think this, the similar things about how these kinds of things shake down mm-hmm. for better or for worse. So, yep. So 
So yeah, let us know. You can do that at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. You can add an at gmail.com to email us. And yeah, that's, I think that's all we have for you on that, that main topic right now. I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Interrupting edition. <laughs> it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without some WTFs to step to. Step to. <laughs> so this is the part of the episode where I now interrupt Amelia and I show you something wild and crazy on the internet with very little context. The only context that you'll get if you're listening to this before you watch it, because apparently some people do that, is that there is sound to this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Amelia's face is so great. My mouth was as wide open as it possibly gets. Is he on the phone? Who's talking? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's this video of this guy taking a pizza out of the oven on a cookie sheet. And is struggling to keep it on the cookie sheet and it falls off the cookie sheet. It's a very dark video, so it's kind of hard to tell some things. But like, yeah, it, it falls off the cookie sheet onto the floor. And that's when I said, oh, no. And then as he like struggles to stand up, he falls over and then the whole stove oven just completely falls over. And that's when I screamed, what? <laughs> I I can't I feel like. I just, I don't know what's happening. How did this happen? How did the whole oven just like, like, I can understand the pizza thing. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite like that badly, but I've definitely struggled with getting a pizza out of the oven because, mm-hmm. yeah. And it looks like the, the rack inside doesn't maybe quite fit or something right it's like coming out with the pan like it just there's a lot happening with this pizza but but it's the fact that the whole oven just eventually just like falls flat on its head like i also love that it looks like he's fucking standing in crisco just from the way that he like he like goes to like slide and his it's clear that he's got no balance yeah no he has like literally no balance it just but, looks like his uh, feet just like slip out from oh, underneath yeah. him like a fucking Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Right. Like. And he kind of falls like onto the door of the oven. Like mm-hmm. his, it's almost like he's sitting on the door of the oven as he's falling. It's very like you got to watch it. It's so bizarre. I also want to know like what else is happening in this place. And when it first starts, you can hear somebody saying like, oh, I'll meet you at the bar. And I'm like, is the TV on? Like what? I don't. Is he trying to eat this pizza real fast before meeting somebody at the bar? Like, I'm just, I have so many questions. <laughs> but yeah, I could watch this guy oven fall over all day. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't know how it happens, but like, he just slips. And it feels like once he slips, he all of a sudden has his balance. So it's like, I wonder like what was going on. Yeah. Like if, if it was just like wet, 
or something on right. the ground or right. what. And I love that the the guy recording like does little to nothing other than just go like laugh and goes, what the fuck? Like shit's wild. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it. It'll be up not long after the podcast is up. So please enjoy. So yeah, that's the WTF, the first WTF of 2022, which uh, is, is just the evil twin of 2020. Yep. Yep. I'm happy to be back. So same, um, same. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sherrick, do you want to tell the people where they can find you us? You know I do. You can find you can find me at uh, a Black Sparrow on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and uh, I said Twitter already. Instagram and SherrickRobinson.com. I got some news on merch that'll be coming soon-ish. I have some new uh, design ideas for the a Black Sparrow stuff. I am on a streaming hiatus right now, so you can find uh, not much of anything on the Twitch channel. But my hope is, is that when I return to streaming, that I will start archiving some of my stuff on the YouTube channel. So you will be able to see streams if you've missed them, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go on that front. And then you can find Amelia at Shake Meets World on the Instagram and on the Twitter. Uh, definitely check out her Instagram because there's some, some cool pictures of Amelia in general on there. So <laughs> that face. Uh, there should be more pictures of Amelia's great facial expressions on there. In my <laughs> That's true. It's true. I make a lot of faces on this podcast. I feel like I feel like you could just post a lot of those photos on your own personal Instagram <laughs> and just rake in a lot of a lot of the likes. Because man, you you've got such a great expressive face. Yay. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but there's a, there's a, you know, there's a lot of like motivational stuff on there too, but yeah. I mean, there's great faces there. So, you know. Okay. I Check haven't showered in several days. <laughs> Just a peek behind the curtains. Specifically, one of my favorite photos of you is the one that you took on June 23rd. That's such a great just sequence when you, okay, when you well, got your. Go look Would, at that and see what it's it's about. the one that says I did a thing today where you dyed your hair. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, those are especially good because you know I uh, had a professional do my hair. <laughs> but your um, face, I'm not looking at your hair, I'm looking at your face and your yeah, face I was so is happy. great. I was so happy about it. I loved that hair, but it was rainbow hair is a bitch to keep up and expensive. So I, I believe it stopped doing it, but I loved it. And the fact that I did it in June meant that apparently a lot of people thought I was coming out, which unfortunately that wasn't the case. I am unfortunately very heterosexual. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Love <laughs> you so much. <laughs> You're so anyway. Great. All right. Well, we've talked your ears off long enough. So with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick. And in lieu of my normal thing, remember there is a story that I was going to tell you all about a a pager and that hasn't happened yet. So if y'all are interested, you know what to do. Okay. Bye. Bye.